If you are listening to this, um, there's a good chance that you may not have stayed up for the game that um, just ended. I'm recording this at, uh, what is it, 12.45 at night. Um, so we want to make sure one of the one of the functions of the podcast is, is for people who can't stay up and watch the West Coast games or just for whatever reason you maybe can't watch a weeknight game. Um, making sure you at least kind of get the gist of what happened. And uh, that's kind of more than anything else going to be the function of this podcast. Um, Other people in the world have to sleep. So, yeah, I don't know what the hell is wrong with them. These crazy cats. Um, So you just got me tonight. You just got me. Thankfully, um, the game that I have to talk about is one that Um, I don't think I need anybody else with me to kind of digest this one. Um, These are games that happen throughout the course of a season where it's like there's not anything terribly complicated about it. It's just one team is clearly better than the other team. Um, And I think that's what you saw tonight in Portland. Um, That being said, if you're listening to this and you've seen the final score, you're like, oh, but wait a minute. The Knicks only lost by 10, uh, 111 to 101. So what was this? Was this a game where um, it was like a fake comeback where the Knicks went down by, you know, 25 and got it close late? Um, Or was it a game where, you know, the Knicks had some unsustainable shooting in the first half and like raced out to a lead. And then obviously Portland, the better team just came back and made it close. No, it it wasn't either of those. And that's kind of what made this game weird. And the the thing that I kind of want to start off to talk about is the fact that this was a game in which the Knicks didn't play well at all. And even though there were a couple of, I'll say, nice performances from a couple of Knicks, I I, I wouldn't say that anyone for New York had a particularly good game. Um, And in fact, several Knicks who usually, you know, do well had pretty bad games. Um, And and meanwhile, it's not like Portland played bad. Portland, you know, they shot the ball well. They were 11 from 31 from three. Um, although the Knicks, I think, largely defended um, pretty well. They shot 47% overall, Portland did. Uh, Portland got to the line 29 times. So Portland was playing well. Um, The Knicks did not play well. Um, And yet the Knicks were in this game the entire way through. They um, went down by eight early, came back to tie it, showed some grit there. They ended up going into halftime down only by one. Third quarter game almost got away from them. They went down by 18 late in the third. Finished the third quarter on a on a nice 8-0 run. Couple of threes in there, and then the fourth quarter they just kind of hung around around 12, 14, 15 points the whole time, and then you know maybe made it a little closer later. 
But I think this game was significant because it, to me, showed a team that, and, and you have to kind of be looking for it to to see what I'm about to say, but I do think it's there. And that's a team that's starting to come together a little bit. Um, and I say starting to come together a little bit because, you know, they... So they started off this West Coast road trip in Utah, and they had their worst performance of the season. And I think maybe that was, I don't know if that was a little come-to-Jesus moment for this team, but it was definitely, I don't say a wake-up call, whatever it was. It was it was just, it was their worst game of the year. And I, I the, my read of how Fisdale approached that game was, all right, it's the last game of the old year. Let's go into the new year with some, you know, renewed vigor, um, renewed spirit, renewed energy, and let's see if we could put this thing together from here on out. You know, keep keep chopping that that whatever the analogy is that he's using, um, chopping with the axe. You know, the axe that he has in the locker room, um, hopefully with a, a plastic tip on it. And so we've seen. We've seen three games from the Knicks since the new year started. And it's been three really respectable games. They lost in Denver to the best team in the Western Conference by seven points in a game that was close throughout. They beat a Laker team, albeit one without LeBron James, but um, a team that was just desperate for a win in L.A. And now they they lost to a Portland team in um, a game that they honestly had no business staying in um, and I've been dancing around it, but I think really the way they stayed in this game was with defense, you know, and you're probably listening to that and you might, you know, look at some of the stat lines or whatever from, from last night and like, wait a minute, how are you saying they stayed in it with defense? So th- this is a, a kind of a theme I've been harping on all year, which is, you know, process over results on defense, you know, <laughs> unless, uh, unless there's some like serious body transformation stuff um, in terms of like taking, uh, you know, stealing like the powers of other NBA players, Monstars style and, and uh, transferring the, the aptitude of good defenders into these Knicks. This Nick team is never going to be a good defensive team. As long as their roster is what it is. That's, that's not something that we're going to see. It's never going to happen. It'll happen next year, hopefully, when they when they get some different guys. But right now, as long as you have to play these players, it's, that's not going to be the case. But just because you have a collection of guys who individually are, are mostly bad defenders, especially with Frank out, especially with Mitch Robinson out, um, who provides their only semblance of, of shot blocking. Um, like, again, they're never going to be good, but... If they play defense the right way and play with a certain modicum of effort, um, it could lead to a respectable performance. And that's, I think, more than anything is what kept them in the game tonight. Uh, Portland, listen, they, they got what they wanted at times. But, you know, that was more as a result of, like, Yusuf Nurkic just beasting repeatedly um, against guys who couldn't stop him. But again, they limited him to only nine shots. He went seven of nine, finished with 20 points. Um, great game, but, you know, could have been worse. 
They held Lillard in 32 minutes to 17 points. They kind of did well to contain him. McCollum got off a little bit, but 7 for 17 for 17 points. You know, and they they gave up a couple threes to some other guys um, that you're like, all right, um, if Myers Leonard and Jake Lehman um, and and actually Seth Curry was the big one tonight. Seth Curry finished three for six from deep. Um, Like if those guys are going to beat you, then they're going to beat you. But I, I thought, again, this is now the third time in a row that we've seen not a good defensive game. They're, they're not going to have many of those, but a gritty one. And in a season where, you know, if you care about anything that's going on on the court this season, and a lot of fans don't, they're just rooting for losses for Zion, and that's fine. This was a good night for you. Um, but I think for the rest of us who want to see progress and want to see signs that, like, yeah, they're starting to to put something together. And, and the thing I, I want to highlight there is it's now getting to the point in the season where – like, if you're a bad team and you haven't let go of the rope early, and there have been a ton of bad teams who let go of the rope very early, the fact that the Knicks are still holding on to it and actually are starting to improve, I think speaks more to what they are building than anything else. And that's why I'm, you know, in a game that there's really nothing to look at and be like, oh, that's exciting. I don't know. I'm kind of happy about this one. I, I don't mind it. Um, in terms of the individual performances that are worth note, um, none of the, the starting lineup really, um, <laughs> played particularly well. Noah Vonley had a nice game. He, he only shot five of 13, finished with 16 points, 14 rebounds. Um, he's just every game. He's just good. Noah Vonley, man, I, I, I hope, I, I don't know if it's going to be with us or whoever, but that dude, he could play, man. He's good. Um, Emmanuel Moutier was okay. He was the only other starter who was like, okay. 7 for 17, 17 points, but he just, he lived in the paint. And, like, that dude, what I think I love about Moutier the most, and we saw it several times tonight, is if there is a a transition opportunity, he does not waste it. Like, not even remotely, he is attacking the basket in transition every time. Now, are those shots falling every time? No. Some of his problems finishing around the rim from earlier in his career have started to uh, rear their ugly head once again, but the mentality is there and the mindset is there. Had eight dimes tonight, which is again, I know sometimes people are like, "Yeah, Moutier doesn't pass the ball enough." I, I, I don't know. I think he kind of facilitates the offense pretty well. Um, you know, the shooting's an issue; it's going to remain an issue. The defense is an issue that will obviously remain an issue. But there's enough there that, like, I don't know. I want to see what he has to bring over the last 42 games of the year. I really do. Um, he's still curious to me, which is, is um, I didn't think I'd say, obviously. Nobody thought they would say that before this year. Um, the two best Knicks tonight, though, were Hazonia and Cantor, of all people. Hazonia actually was their best player in the first half, easily. Had a 10-point first half in which he looked like the guy that Scott Perry thought he was signing. He looked like the guy that you know, went off for 30 games in Orlando at the end of last season. But again, we've seen these little spurts from Hazonia before. I'm I'm not about to get terribly excited about it, but it was nice to see nonetheless. And then there was Cantor. Um, 8 for 12, 18 points, 14 rebounds, 6 on the offensive glass. He had a nice game. Um, I thought he... He 
was somewhat passable on defense. <laughs> Um, in, in probably what was one of the better matchups for him. They, they actually didn't put him in pick and roll, uh, as I didn't see them putting him in pick and roll a ton. Um, maybe I wasn't seeing something, but I thought his defense was passable. I didn't think he got exploited on defense. Let's say that. Um, and on offense, the thing that I noticed tonight, which I thought was good, I didn't feel like Cantor demanded a lot of post touches, which I feel like that's honestly the thing that maybe annoys me about his game more than anything else is a he's he's not terribly efficient on those shots when you or, or on those touches when you consider how little he passes out of post ups even when he's double teamed and second um how often he turns the ball over when on those post up touches he didn't have a ton of post up touches tonight which was good got a lot of his points off of like garbage you know, grabbing offensive rebounds and just putting them back. And, like, that's where he should get his points. And if he's going to be that player on offense that doesn't demand touches um, and could be a passable defensive player, then, listen, the guy will make me eat my words. But um, I just I haven't seen enough of it um, this year overall. So, sorry. But tonight was good. Um, so definitely an encouraging sign. Um, on to the bad, and then we'll, uh, we'll get you out of here around the 15-minute mark. Tim Hardaway Jr., um, oh boy, oh boy, yeah, so Timmy um, shot two for 12, finished with five points, he just looks bad, um, and I, believe me, I sympathize with the people out there who say that this is all because he is a third or fourth option playing the role of a first option, and I get that. But he's just missing shots. And not only is he missing shots, he has missed shots for long enough now that it is no longer okay. And I have defended his shooting threes because a three-point shot, an open three-point shot in the NBA today is a good shot you know, for pretty much everybody. And given his career three-point percentage, it's a good shot for him. And he continues to shoot those shots. But he's missing so many of them now. And if you're going to be a guy who, and I'm sorry, I have to go back to the contract. If you're going to be a guy who makes $17 million a year and you are not shooting the ball effectively, which he has not done for some time now, then get to the goddamn rim or get to the line. And he's not making nearly enough effort to do that. And that's on him. Um, that's on him. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating to me. It's frustrating to fans. And I'm not, you know, the excuse of he's playing above his, his weight class only goes so far. Um, I can't keep using it. Um, so, yeah, bad job by Timmy. Bad job by you. Uh, channel my, my inner mad dog right there. Um, Trey Burke uh, had a equally terrible 14 minutes of action. Finished 3 for 9 from the field. 10 points. Look, here's all you need to say about Trey Burke. All those little mid-rangers that were that were falling last year, all those possessions where he would dribble and fake out somebody that he got guarding him on a switch and then have these little 16 or 18 or 20-foot fallaways. And all those shots that were going in last year, guess what? They ain't going in anymore. Sorry. Uh, he's shooting 41% on the year. Um, and he just, he doesn't take enough threes. 
He doesn't get to the line enough. He got there three times tonight, which is actually, you know, um, probably on the on the higher side for him. I'm going to look that up right now. Um, yeah, just I I I'm 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 out on Trey Burke. I, I tweeted it out. You know, I think after 15 or 20 or 25 games, I'm like, I don't need to see any more of Trey Burke. I think he needs to go away. Um, I stand by that. I'm sorry. I feel bad, but it is what it is. Yeah, Burke's at two free throw attempts on the year, 2.6 three-point attempts. It's just, it's he's not an efficient player. And he tries hard on defense, but um, doesn't, it's, you know, he's, he's six foot, barely. So, yeah. There's no one else really from this game we're talking about. Cornette had a mostly forgettable 19 minutes. Actually, I shouldn't say that. He had a couple nice moments where he tried hard on defense. Had a couple blocks, which is nice. A couple nice blocks, but um, only uh, he missed both of his three-point attempts. Only took four shots. Kevin Knox, uh, that's the guy you're probably waiting to hear about. Kevin Knox took six shots, made one in 22 minutes, finished with eight points. He looked um, like a teenager tonight, flat out. Um, so, yeah. But, again, he's 19. Those nights are going to happen. Uh, who else played tonight? Trier and Dotson. Trier and Dotson, um, neither of them really did much of note. Dotson fell asleep on defense a couple times. That has been a troubling sign. And uh, I'll, I'll end with this. Trier didn't, is still out of sorts. He, he doesn't look right still. Let me end with, with Dotson in terms of talking about the players. Um Zach Lowe mentioned in a, a 10 Things column last week that Dotson gets lost off the ball a lot. Um, we're seeing that more and more, and it's frustrating. And for a guy I've touted, I love Dotson because I love his intensity on defense. I love his ability to, to, to you know, stay in front of his guy when his guy has the ball on defense. His defense off the ball needs to be just as airtight if he's going to be an NBA player. So we got to see more from Dotson. Um, where that's concerned, but yeah, listen, it's, it's one of those nights for the Knicks. They, they were probably never going to win this game and that's fine. It's okay. Um, Zion, wherever you are, if you're listening, you're probably not, but if you are listening, um, we're coming for you, baby. We're coming. You could run, you could hide, but we'll find you. We know where you live. Yeah. All right. Everybody enjoy their day. Uh, we will have another post-game pod for you tomorrow after um, what I'm sure will be a wonderful game against Golden State. There's no way that that could go wrong at all. Yeah. All right. Uh, enjoy, everybody. Talk to you soon. Giddy up.